Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, everyone. I'm Allison Cass, your host. Thank you for tuning in and joining me on this Tuesday morning. So today, I'm thrilled to have a colleague and a friend join me today. We're going to have a really cool conversation about food and eating and meal prep and all kinds of good stuff that it's not that it's rocket science for those of us, especially those of us in the health and wellness space, but it's always a good reframe, I think. And as we come into spring, this is always a good, it's always a good place to kind of revisit what our habits are. Today, I have my friend Havala Van Grohl with me. She is a nutrition and health coach and the owner of Half, Half Strategy Coaching. Um, and she and I were able to connect online. We have a lot of the same, um, we know a lot of the same people being in the coaching space. Um, and so I just knew that she would be a great person to have a little chat with um, for all of you guys. So Havala, thank you for making time to join me today. Well, Allison, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, I'm so excited to be here and to share with your community and get to know you and your community a little better and see if we can share some good food and nutrition stuff. Yay, absolutely, absolutely. So, so before we get into any of that, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you, your background, how you sort of got into doing this kind of work? Because I know you were a corporate consultant for a while, which is kind of a far cry from what you're doing now. Yes and no. <laughs> I was a corporate consultant for about 22 years. I was in the staffing and human capital and organizational strategy space. So I worked with everything from very large companies like Lockheed Martin, all the way down to little micro companies of about 24 people, depending upon what they needed. And I kind of helped them and I coached them through process implementation and change, how to not only acquire new talent people, you know, how to recruit, mm -hmm. but also how to create the processes around recruiting and to retain the staff because it's much cheaper for a company to retain their staff than it is to replace them. So a good portion of what human capital management does is how do we keep the people we already have and how do we keep them happy and healthy because right. and healthy in a, in a corporate culture environment. So that's what I did for a very long time. And I was an independent consultant for the back half of my career um, for about 18 years of that. And um, it was, it was interesting when I went into coaching after doing that, I was like, gosh, I'm completely reinventing myself. And then I was like, no, really? I'm using almost every skill I used in my corporate consulting job in my coaching, just apply of in a course, slightly different Of course, I'm sure way. you are. If you're a problem so, solver, you're just yeah. like, doing things a different way, right? Right, right. And, and in recruiting and human capital and in consulting, so much of what you do is relationship building, right? You have yeah. to build trust with these managers. You have to build trust with the employees. You have to build trust with the, the executives that you're working with to create for them to open up enough to create a real solution. Because often what they come to me with the problem was, was not actually what the problem was. <laughs> the problem was something a little different. And so we had to get down to that root cause. And so in my coaching practice, it's very much the same. People come and say, well, I just need to lose weight or I just need to eat healthier or I just need to A, B or C. And mm -hmm. really it's M, L or Q that they really need to work on, but we have to get through A, B and C before we can get to that root cause. Yeah, so it's absolutely. that same skill space, right? So it's the yeah. same skill space. It's that same trust relationships, all of that. So yeah, I did that for a long time. Um, it's a hard industry. I'll tell you, it takes a lot out of you. It is a, it's a lot. It's, it's yeah. a lot. And so my daughter got very, very ill um, when she was in fifth grade. No, when she was in second, going into second grade. And, um, we had a very long battle and things just kind of went into stasis for me for a while. Mm -hmm. And when I came out of that, when you go through a medical situation like that with yourself or your child, there was a lot of things that happened in that 10 year span. That was a little bit crazy, but yeah, <clears throat> when you come out on the other side of that, 
you are not the person you went in as. Mm-hmm. And there's a transformation that occurs, whether intentional or non-intentional, there is a transformation. And, and what happens is you come out the other side and you're like, okay, I'm going to go back to my life now. The problem is you aren't the same person. So that life no longer fits. Yeah, and, yeah. I agree. and that was my sort of situation is I had, we had gone through this process with my daughter and then I had had a catastrophic injury that required two surgeries and a lot of time. I mean, I'm a very active person. I'm a group fitness instructor. I'm ballet dancer, soccer player. Like I've never not been active in my life. Totally. I totally get that. Yeah. I had an Achilles injury that required two surgeries and basically three years of little to no mobility. I was like, what? So it was like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, And then my dad got really sick and my daughter was in chemo. Like that all happened like right at the end of this five, six year battle with my daughter's health. Good news is everybody is now well, everybody is now whole. My dad got a liver transplant. He's healthy. My daughter has been stable for five years. She's healthy. I'm finally back to full mobility and teaching again. So, but it was a process, right? And, And the person I came out of on the other side of that was not the person I went in. And so it was through coaching my being a coachee, you know, going into coaching myself that, you know, and getting coaches and, and, and going through that process that I discovered like, oh, this is a space that I can use all this knowledge I've accumulated over years of just that was my interest and passion was food and nutrition and health. And then how I applied that during my daughter's illness and my dad's illness and my own. And then being able to take all those co- corporate consulting skills I had and apply them in a way to do something that I was truly passionate about yeah. versus just yeah. good at. I was yeah. good at consulting. I was not yeah. passionate about it. Yeah. I'm so this I kind that. of was that, yeah. So this was that whole package of, and then it's like looking at what is the problem that, that needs to be solved, right? How mm-hmm. do we solve a problem? And so one of the things that I constantly heard from moms of my, you know, my kids, friends, moms and and moms in the PTA and in the schools was, well, how do you put a meal on the table every night? You cook dinner every night. Like they were flabbergasted by that. It was like, you don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's be honest in today's, in today's world, I mean, probably, probably not so much since the pandemic began, you know, and there are more people that are working from home now. I mean, I mean, we're two years out of it and there's still people working from home. And I don't know that that's really going to change anytime soon. But if there's one good thing that came out of all that, I think it is forcing people to pay a little bit more attention to those daily habits, like getting a meal together to put on the table. Um, I'm not so sure that all that was being was what it is now before all of this happened. No, I, I agree. I think that this the, the pandemic was sort of a really as much as things were how do I phrase this? As difficult as the situation was and as challenging as it was for many of us for a long period of time, it also provided opportunities that we would not have otherwise had, including a moment to pause, a, a moment to really clarify what is important to us, what is our key cri- you know, our key values. And I think that was sort of done culturally, collectively in a way that has never been done before. And I think that yeah. is a really positive thing. Um, and I do think that health and nutrition really is finally getting some front and center attention. I mean, one of the things that came out in this pandemic is that if you are obese, if you have a sedentary lifestyle, if you are on track, have, or have had type two diabetes, you are at a tremendously higher risk for not only the current COVID situation, but it's really brought to light just how much lifestyle based disease is prevalent out there. 
And right. it's really brought it to light that if you want a, there are different, you can choose differently. But let me put it that way. You can choose differently. Yeah. And so yeah. that has been a, definitely a benefit of this whole mm-hmm. adventure we've been on mm-hmm. collectively. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, I know that you do, I know that you do a lot of work with, with, I know meal prep is kind of like in your wheelhouse. And you do a lot of work with, I know I, I, I read a lot of your social media and I know through our conversations, I know you're, what you're really trying to help people do is not just heighten their awareness, but you're actually trying to make some of these processes very simple for them. So can you speak to that for a minute? Absolutely. So one of the things that, you know, we all need in life is systems, right? And so right. one of the things I did in my corporate job was I built systems, not computer systems, but I built process systems, systems for creating a beginning, a middle, and an end that can be repeated over and over, no matter who's taking over the space, right? So I use that skill in helping people create a lifestyle, what I call a lifestyle for a lifetime. My ultimate goal is that if we work together for six months or a year, that depending upon where you are in your journey, I've more or less worked myself out of a job, right? Like that's yeah, ultimately I love my that. goal. I love it. When you said that in our last conversation, I was like, that's something that you just, you don't hear a lot of coaches saying. So I think it's really refreshing. Right. And, and, and that's not to say that you're ever done with coaching because I'm always, I always have coaches in my life that are coaching. Same. Me, me too. Yeah. For different things. Like as yep. I grow and mature and change, and as I progress and transform and I innovate and I need different support in different ways, I get different coaching. There are coaches I have outgrown. That does not mean that they're not good. They're yeah. just no longer yeah. what I need. Yeah. And so, you know, my goal would be to get my clients to that point to create those systems. Now, the other thing is ADHD is a, is a big issue in my family. Um, my daughter has a very severe form of it, but she has the girl version and not what we all consider ADHD and because it, it's very male focused. But right. girls actually suffer a lot from this. And women, I'm seeing more and more women being diagnosed as adults with ADHD. And they're like, well, this explains so much about why high school was such a struggle. Yeah, um, yeah. And so what I find is that if we create repeatable, like what I call scaffold structured, so you create structure that has scaffolding around it. If you create systems that are, that are scaffold so that they're structured, they're, they're stable, they're repeatable. It helps eliminate that sort of overwhelm and chaos feeling, right? Like, I, I don't know what to do. I have too much to think about already. I'm, I'm already, I'm so deep underwater. I can't even think about how I'm going to cook dinner right, or what I'm going right. to make for lunches or feed people breakfast. Why do I feed people breakfast? Like, oh my God, I got to feed these people three times a day. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I get <laughs> you know, it. That overwhelm it. is is huge. And so part of what I've learned in the ADHD process of supporting my daughter through her growth and development is that if you create a simple structured process that that you just keep practicing over and over and over, it becomes such auto habit that you no longer even have to think about it. No, yeah, and you so, and that's that's always the goal. The goal is always yeah. to create something that becomes a habit. Um, right. Because nobody wants to do habits. Habits like habits are hard. Habits are boring. Like creating a habit is like what yeah. they want, what's on the other side of that habit, yeah. right? Well, I, I think so, I don't know so much that it's people don't want to create a habit. I think it's people are just so resistant to change. We're yes. so used to what we're, we get. One of my favorite sayings is we get really good at what we do often. You know, yes. we get to where yes. we don't even think about it from whether it's skipping breakfast or, um, you know, saying you're going to get up and move around at lunch, but you end up working through lunch, you know, because that's right. 
that's what feels normal to you and routine. I mean, and we're creatures of habit. And so that's, you know, it's built into our, to, you know, our um, machinery, if you will, to do things that way. Right. So my, my goal with my clients is to create systems that allow them to live their healthiest and happiest life in the simplest way possible. Is it easy? Not always, but it is always possible. And if we do it simply enough and we do it in small enough steps, it doesn't become overwhelming. And the monkey brain doesn't get to kick in and say, wait, 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 this is too much change. This is too scary. Yes, it might be better for you, but you know what? We're really comfortable right here. Let's just stay here. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting that you bring, it's interesting that you bring this up because I was just having a chat with my, my own mindset coach this week. And we were talking about how, you know, getting people to actually think and do something different after a lifetime or several years of doing things a certain way, getting them to do something different, it all sounds good, you know, and we, that's why positive thinking in general never works. I mean, it might work for a few days, but it won't work in the long term. And the reason for that is, is that we have a, like a moment at the beginning of facing a new task. And I'll just use the workout example since that's my background. It's, you know, I talk to people all the time who want to start a habit of getting up early and moving, whether it's taking a walk or, or doing a few exercises or just flat out getting up earlier than what they're used to. And when you first think about that, you can motivate yourself and get yourself really excited about it. But then when it comes down to it, you know, that early morning comes and you have a moment when, say, the alarm goes off. And it's your time to say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out of bed. It is literally a moment that your brain will entertain it. And then just as quick as it entertains it, boom, that old habit kicks in. I mean, that's how small of a window it is. And so. Yeah, that's the Mel Robbins five second rule. Right. And really what what our job is, if we're trying to implement a new habit, you know, if we're trying to work on that. One of the things that we have to always keep in mind is is that we can think positive all we want, but we have to really focus on the outcome and what it is that we really want the most. And how is that outcome going to make us feel? Because when we learn to think that ahead of time, then we're able to get through those moments where our brain's telling us this isn't going to work. Right. Or it's too hard or it's too different or it's just not worth the effort or any of that. It, it's well, the excuses definitely... are always going to be there. They're just always going to be there. It's human nature. So, right. Right. Yeah. And I have one coach who says, do you want me to fight for your limitations or do you want me to fight for your possibility? You just yeah. tell me which one you want to fight for. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's totally. great. I've used that on a few clients too. And I'm like, where are you? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. are you, are you in your limitations? And I have, I, I will be very honest. I have a client right now and that person is very clear that they don't want really this transformative change. They're a a holdover from a previous thing I had, and Mm -hmm. I have a few more sessions with them, but Mm -hmm. I know that I will not renew with them because they are not my right client because they don't really, they're not really committed to the process. They're going to try. And they're just, they're just not ready to embrace the change. No, they're not. They don't really want to do the work that's required. They're not uncomfortable enough in their current space. They're not desperate enough in their own right to want that. And, And that's where I was. I mean, Allison, when I came out of that in 2016 and I got into 2017, 2018, and I was like, I was so lost for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. I was just like, I knew I wasn't who I once was. I wasn't mm-hmm. really sure who I now was. 
or really I couldn't go back to what I had done before because it no longer fit, right? Yeah. It just didn't fit. But the things that were stable, the things that I could rely on, the things that did work consistently were these habits that I had put in place and maybe had wandered away from, but could easily go back to. Yeah. And, and because yeah. they were there, it was like muscle memory, right? Like however you yeah. want to look at muscle memory. Totally. They yeah, were, totally. They were there. And so I realized that that was sort of the, the magic that I had mm-hmm. that other people didn't. And so I watched other people in that space struggle and not be able to come out the other side mm-hmm. and find right. their feet again, because one, their perspective had been shifted in a way that they couldn't draw back and say, okay, yeah, that was a really suck ass situation. Excuse my language. That's that was a really right. sucky right. situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, when you're watching a child go through tumors and cancers and you're watching treatments and you're watching these kids literally be poisoned to try and save them, it's, it is gutting to yeah. watch, to be in that world, yeah. gutting. Totally. And as a parent and as a child, you really don't have a lot of choice as to what goes on and how things happen. What you do get to choose is how you show up. Oh, and I love that, that yes. was, love that, that was such a powerful lesson to me, um, mm-hmm. in that process that I don't, and I'm big on control. Like this mm-hmm. is part of why I like systems. I like to know that there is order. I like to know what is going to happen. I like predictability. It helps me function at my best when there's chaos or disorder, because I do how I am on that ADHD spectrum. I, yeah. it just creates more chaos for me. Yeah. It makes it really hard for me to focus. Well, choosing how to show up is all about mm-hmm. thought you want to think. And that's no matter what happens in our lives, no matter the shit storm that we're going through at the time or yeah. the shit storm that's not here yet, that's about to come. Okay. Pick, pick right. poison, right? No matter yep. what we are during that time, we can always choose, like you said, how we show up because we can choose what we want to think and what we want it to mean to us. Right. It doesn't make it less sucky. Let's just be really yeah. clear. It yeah. does not yeah. make it less sucky. Yeah. But it does make it, but what you come out of it with is a transformed perspective on the rest of your life too. Yeah. It creates. Well, you're, you're choosing a different thought to think and that right. is right. helping you create the change. So. Right. Or a different, you know, it's not even just the thought that you think it's the feeling you choose to embrace. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I could choose to embrace the fear and the concern and the worry and the projection forward of all the bad things that could have happened. Or I could choose to feel gratitude and grateful and thankful and love and peace and joy in the suckiest of the suckiest moments. Totally. Was that always easy? No. But you know what? The alternative was a deep, dark pit of despair. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, a slight mud puddle. I'll yeah. take the mud puddle over the deep, dark pit of despair. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, that's not to belittle or, or, deme- or yeah. diminish yeah. The, the emotional toll that that space totally. has. But when you come out of a space like that, you do come out transformed. And, and I don't, I mean, I've seen it with some of my clients who've had aging parents that they've nursed and they've spent five years caring for a parent. And then that parent passes and they're like, okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. I, I have my, I have space. I have time. I've lost myself. I've lost my processes. I've lost my systems. So that's where I was too. I was yeah. just like, what do I do now? Yeah. I can't go back to doing what I did. I, yeah. I don't so this want, is all you know, part, this is all part of your why and what makes you so right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was going back to that basics and saying, okay, what are the things that I know how to do really well? And is there a place for that for other people? Can I help them get there too? And so in simplifying, and I looked around and you look at, and, and Allison, you and I have talked about this, 
the mm. noise of diet culture, the noise of I know it's industry. crazy. It's de- it's just it's, almost deafening, you know. Oh my gosh, it is, and it's really to be very frank and slightly vulgar. It's a shit pile of shit. It like, is it's a total totally. shit pile of shit. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's just not. This is why nobody feels like they can ever be healthy. It's it's this yeah. unattainable, ridiculous goal. It's just too hard. And, it's too complicated. You know. Yes. Yes. And so that's where. And, yeah. That's where yeah. simplified, you know, healthy living, healthy life simplified came from was yeah. it's simple. We're going to simplify it. We're going to break it down to its most basic. You're going to eat real food. It's going to taste really good. And guess yeah. what? Your family's going to come along for the ride. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's, let's talk for how. a little bit. Let's talk for a little bit about like if, give me a couple of examples of some of like the systems that you teach. What are some of the most common things that your clients come to you with that you can help them with? So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. So the most common thing that I get asked is how do I, I don't have time. That's the most common thing here. I don't have time. Right. I'm too busy. I'm overscheduled. I'm too busy. I don't have time. My kids have activities. I'm in the car driving all the time. And all I got to say is sister, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Right there with you. Right. Up until this year, I spent half a, you know, hours a day in the car driving children around hours a day. The most beautiful thing happened this year. My daughter now drives. It is life-changing. So embrace that moment when it happens, parents. Driving children are a great thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I get the busy. I worked. I had kids that were going all over. I Even when the kids were sick and we were in and out of hospitals, I was still making meals and getting food done uh-huh. and making sure it was happening. And so the simple systems I have are grocery shopping systems. Like oh, how, you just, how do you make a list every week? What do you know you need? How do you know you need it? Are you keeping track? So, and again, as food costs go up right now, like food costs have increased 35%. And they're going to go up more. I hate to say it. It's it going to get worse before it gets oh, better. Yeah. It is so awful. It is so awful right now. So being really mindful of what you have in the house and what you need to replace and what you don't need to replace mm-hmm. and yes, making sure you're using what you have in the house. Um, plus you're using fresher food. It just makes it all, you know, it makes it a better, easier thing to do. Yeah. How do you yeah. do that? So you're saving money, you're reducing stress, you're saving time. And if you want to do a grocery shopping service, by all means, if that's available in your area, use a grocery shopping service if that saves you time and mm-hmm. you can get the products that you want from that store. Like do that. Absolutely mm-hmm. do that. I, you know, meal planning kits are awesome. They're great. There's a lot of waste in them in a lot of different ways. And so part of my thing is I'm a little bit of an environmentalist too. I hate all the plastic. So if you're yeah. making it fresh at home, you're reducing waste as well. 
we can teach you how to make basically the meal kit thing so that you have that in your house at all times and can do that. And then the meal planning system that I have is my signature meal planning system. And what we do with that is we make it so simple that it literally will fit any style of eating. It will fit any schedule. And you can make one dinner every night that will feed your whole family, allergies considered, picky eaters considered. Um, you know, I have two, I have a vegetarian and I have a carnivore. How do I solve that problem? We can work. Oh, this it. system will allow you to work that. So oh, we make it, it so simple that literally in 30 minutes, you can plan 30 days worth of meals. Oh, I love it. I love um, it. Really? Yeah. By helping your clients, you know, save time and energy, um, you're really helping to give them their life back. Right. Because those are the two resources that we feel are the most depleted in our lives, no matter uh, where, I what I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Um, my mom is retired. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't have a job. She really doesn't like this, but she's still like, I have no time. I spend time at my desk working. I spend time, you know, she's like, but again, that's her still her resource that she's like, I have no time. The, one yeah. of the things I work with on my clients with my clients on is that time issue. We all mm-hmm. have time. Yeah. It's a matter of what we prioritize our time with. Right. We all and have 24 we, hours in the day. Right. But yeah. when we also start to really look at how are you utilizing your time, we discover that there are and again, this goes back to that corporate consulting space too. Like how do we optimize what mm-hmm. we already have so that mm-hmm. you do get to have your morning routine and not feel rushed so that you do get to make sure that you see your kids off to the bus stop and not feel rushed so mm-hmm. that you do get home in time to have dinner ready and on the table before everybody has to go in a hundred directions or as everybody comes home from a hundred directions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's that sort of stuff as well. So it's, it's helping them work through that. And then we do work a lot on mindset. We do work mm-hmm. a lot on food stories, mm-hmm. knowledge of, of yeah. nutrition. Everybody thinks they know what they need to do, but when we really start to break down, like really, this is what you, what eating whole looks like. And this mm-hmm. is what nourishing your body looks like. You're like, Oh, well, I yeah. thought it was deprivation. And I thought it was yeah. only eating this or so, eliminating an entire. So can you category. just, can you sum up really quick, just in a, just in a few sentences, like how you would define, you know, you know, eating, eating like whole food, healthy, like the way you just talked. I mean, I think that's a <clears throat> terms that are thrown around in the online space. Like it's something oh. to buy on Amazon, you know? Yeah, so, oh, absolutely. So how could you like explain that in a few sentences? Cause I know there are probably people in my audience that would probably appreciate that. So whole food to me or real food, I often call it for real food is yeah. food in its closest form to its original state. So in other words, if you're going to eat tomatoes, is it a fresh tomato or is it a canned tomato? Yeah. Yeah. Of your choices, your fresh tomatoes better, but canned tomatoes are acceptable too, because they're still not far from their original state. It's yeah. the same thing like with fresh vegetables versus frozen vegetables. If you know you are not going to go through fresh vegetables fast enough and they're the type of vegetable that you can buy frozen, frozen is still a whole food. It's yeah. still close to its original version, right? Yeah. So it's creating what is the, and then, and then I'll take it one step further. A lot of times with my clients is let's get as close to the original source as we can get. So Mm -hmm. if we can get farm fresh, like I have, I have the privilege of being in an area where I can get a creamery, a farm to, to deliver fresh milk right to my doorstep every week love it and fresh eggs and Uh fresh meat and fresh produce. And so, yes, I pay a little bit more for it, but I'm eating at a higher level of nutrient value because the food mm-hmm. is closer to its original source. Yeah. So there's less deterioration in it. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what we, that's what I mean by whole foods. And again, it's like, you've heard that you've heard it shop the outside of the perimeter of the grocery store. Oh yeah. That's one of the tips that I always, I always give my clients. Yeah. To. Go to the farmer's market. We're getting yeah. to the farmer's market season. And depending upon yeah. where you live, you may have farmer's markets year round. Yeah. Go to the farmer's markets, talk to the vendors. And here's yeah. why I say talk to the vendors. There are some farmer's markets who are not producer markets, which means that anybody can come in and sell anything which means that there are still producers, there are still vendors in there who are taking food off of a truck and putting it out and calling it farm fresh. It's uh-huh. not. Talk to your vendors, find out who the real farmers are, find out yeah. who are the producer vendors, who are the growers and get to know them. And so like, I have a couple farmers markets here in the summer that I go to and I know these farms and I've been shopping them now for good gosh, close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're the producers. I know they're the vendors over the winter. I'll get their, their community um, sustained agriculture CSA boxes mm-hmm. um, because I know that they are not only supporting them, but supporting farms around them that they team with in the winter to make uh-huh. sure that they can offer their products, you know, that. So there's, there, again, that, that sort of reducing your carbon footprint by eating closer, you're getting out of big agricultural farming and you're getting into more nutritious food because the smaller quantities it's made and it's not in big agro it's more nutritious so that's no i love that those are all good things to keep in mind (laughs) we have an organization around here called the produce box and it's um Mm. it's all all the food you can buy through it it's like a food co-op and all the food you can through it is grown by local farmers so when you go online when you create an account there for example and i've been my sister got me into it years ago and every sunday evening i always sit down at my computer you know, and order my box for the week. And you can go in and they have some boxes that are, you know, already created. And then there, there's like build your own box and they have meats and, and, and bakery selections and all of that. And it's all locally grown. Um, yeah. So to your point, it's like, there's, there's always something, you know, especially with the boxes that are already created about where the food comes from. You can see like how far it has to travel, you know, and that kind yeah. of thing. So I really do think that in this day and age, you know, any opportunity that you have to do that is just going to, you know, enhance the experience, I think, a lot better. Not to mention it's convenient. They literally drop it off at my front door, you know, every time. Yeah, exactly. You can't get much more convenient than that. No. And I want to just point out too, Allison, because this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, is that, you know, we are stewards of the natural resources that we have. Yeah, totally. And if to live our healthiest and happiest lives... We need to make sure that our planet is living its healthiest and happiest life too. And if yeah. we can, if we can do that by nourishing ourselves and in turn nourishing those around us, and then in turn nourishing the earth that gives us the food, um, it's it's a win 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 for everybody. Yeah. And people are like, yeah. but it's so expensive. I get that it's so expensive. I really, mm-hmm. really do. Mm-hmm. The value comes in that when you're eating highly nutritious food, you don't need to eat as much because your body is not starving for nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, that's a very good point to take because in the, in the the day and age too, the flip side of that is, is that, you know, there's so many people that literally eat on the go and why convenience foods are like just, you know, popping up everywhere in all kinds of different shapes and sizes and forms. Right. Great. It's already prepared. I mean, what's wrong with just a turkey sandwich on bread? You know, you can't go wrong, very wrong with that. So I think there's so much room for conversation and opportunities to really educate people on what, if you're going to live like that, okay, we're not going to change the entire way that you live, but let's look at how you can learn to maybe make some better choices. 
Well, it's not even just choices. It's it's a complete. So this is one of the things that we do in, in my program is we work on what I call nutritional IQ. Mm-hmm. What do you know? What do you think you know? And what mm-hmm. do you actually need to know? And oh, then we it. fill in the gaps. And then we fill in the gaps, right? Like, because again, yes, a turkey sandwich can be great, but it depends upon the kind of bread. It depends upon yeah. the turkey. It depends upon where you got it. It depends upon what's in it. Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of factors involved with you know, that's where nutrition is not just super simple, but if we can boil it down to, if you're eating these types of foods and this is what it looks like when you start, mm-hmm. when you start to prepare it, then you know exactly what's in it and what you're getting and what the nutritional yeah. value of it is. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I, one of the things I do with my people is, okay, you have an on the go lifestyle. Here's how this works for you, mm-hmm. even on your on, on the go lifestyle. Because again, yeah. I've lived it. I've lived yeah. in my car. Well, and I think a lot of us stuff. who have, you know, maybe not who have been through what you've been through, but for a lot of us that just, you know, stay busy. I mean, I just that's yeah. a common theme I hear from everybody these days. It's just how you know how busy everybody is and how people just perceive there's so little time, you know, which obviously is just a mindset, but But if people think it long enough, they really do believe it. And so I think, you know, anything along the lines that we can do as coaches and educators to kind of show, at least invite people to be open to a different perspective is always going to be helpful. Well, you know, Allison, I heard years ago, I read years ago, some article, it was a little social media article that a dad had posted about how we wear that, particularly in the area that I live in, this is a big thing is everybody wears the badge of busy, right? We are, yeah. so, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, like we're crazy busy. Yeah, We're crazy yeah. busy. And he was like, you know what? He's like, I've stopped saying I'm busy. Our life is very full right now because we've chosen to keep it full. No, He's like, I it's a that. choice. I think that's a great and, way to reframe it. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. that this pandemic has also sort of brought that to the forefront. Like mm-hmm. moms, dads, you choose. Your kid yeah. does not have to be in 17 different activities. They do not have to be on every travel team that they're on. Like, it's yeah. okay to say no. It's okay yeah. to say not this. Well, people semester. just, people get to where they, I think they just, they like saying that they're busy. Yeah. I think you can be busy. Well, yes. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it, because it becomes this like, well, if right. I'm not busy, then I must be doing something wrong because all these other people are super busy. It becomes a competition. No. Well, oh my yeah, gosh. Let me also, tell you how busy we are. Yeah. And it's also just a way to avoid either dealing with something or to keep yes. Absolutely. Whatever. I mean, whatever. I mean, I'm not yeah. in judgment. I just think it's, it's no, but I, I think you're right. It, it does become yeah. a crutch. It does yeah. become a crutch. Yeah. It becomes an excuse. Yeah. That's like, well, we're just too busy. We can't really focus on our health right now. We're too busy. I can't exercise right now. Yeah, it's just not. I don't have time. What people are saying to, when they do. Right. Yeah. It says it just doesn't yeah. matter. This has been just a really interesting conversation. Um, just getting into all kinds of interesting things here. But let's say someone out there is listening today and they're thinking that they kind of like the train of thought that we've started with this conversation around creating a system to handling the grocery store, to handling your meal planning, you know, and it all sounds good, but maybe they're sitting there thinking, wow, I just have no idea what to begin with. What would you tell them? Start with the smallest thing that you can change immediately. Okay. Like what? So, so if, for example, you don't plan your meals and you grocery shop every single day to figure out what recipe you're doing, or you just run through the drive through uh-huh. plan one meal a week where, you know, you already have the stuff in the house and make that meal. Just start there. Mm-hmm. Just planning one meal a week. Um, change one thing, one small thing at a time. It could even be breakfast. It could be packing a lunch. So instead of buying lunch 
every day, pack a lunch once a week. Yeah. Start there. Just start okay. with that one small step. Um, it could even be something as simple as add a, add an extra bottle of water a day, add an extra glass yeah. of water a day. Yeah. Um, like when I say it's like micro steps, yeah. because if we do a micro step, we keep, we keep the change fear away. Yeah. Well, I can do one small thing. Well, and one small thing thing just gives way to another small thing, to another small thing. And before you know it, you're getting momentum. So that's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. So it's just the small stuff. Like, don't start with like, I'm going to sit down and plan my whole week of meals and I'm going to do a whole month and I'm going to grocery and I'm going to pick. Yeah. Because it's just too much, it's too much change for people. You know, it's too much. You'll freak yourself out. Yeah. So So this is just one small thing. Yeah. This has just been great. So I'm so glad we were able to make time to talk. Where can people find you? Um, so there's a couple of ways that they can reach me. Um, they can find me on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group where I share lots of information. We cook once a week together. We talk um, pretty frequently. So I would love to have them join me there. And that is um, Have Strategy, A Healthy Life Simplified. So I will make sure that we put those links in the in the yep. places below. Yeah, all of those are in the I, show notes. Yep. And I offer a 30 minute free strategy call. So if you come and have one thing that you're like, I really want to get this under control, we'll spend 30 minutes and create a strategy for you to get some real traction on that one area in health or nutrition that you would like to get some improvement on. And then lastly, I have a masterclass coming up here for master meal planning. It is my healthy meal simplified system and it is free. It's three days. It's March 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And we're going to spend some time together and we're going to go through this meal planning system because really this is the backbone of health for not just yourself, but you're for your whole family. And my purpose in life is generational health change. Like I really want to see the next two and three generations be so much healthier and not even have to worry about type two diabetes and not even have to worry about heart disease because I love that you're, I love that you're creating such unique things for people to work with the practicality of what you do and the simplification that you're bringing something. It's just, it's really speaking to something I think in our space that really needs to be talked about more, which is innovation. So if anyone out there is right. listening and you're a coach, you're an entrepreneur, you're in our space with either one of us, or, you know, maybe you have a brick and mortar location and you're trying to think of something creative, a different type of solution, a different type of something where you're still able to harness what it is that you do, but maybe in a unique and different way, then you definitely should come over and join me in my Innovate and Grow Facebook group, which Havala is in there as well. Um, and oh, it's amazing, guys. We do a lot of, um, you know, we we just, the, the, the whole point is, is for us to be able to go on post-pandemic. I mean, let's be honest, we can't go back to the things that we used to do. We have to Maybe some of that's still working, but it, the, what I am sensing and feeling in the world is the need for creative change, the need for unique solutions that help us really address not just our health and fitness, but to keep us functioning at a very high level, um, whether you're retired or not. You know, I mean, it's just it's the, the high quality of life, I think, is really the goal. So if that interests you, I would love for you to come over and join me there because this is where you're going to hear and see a lot more examples like the conversation that we're having. And guys, I'm going to toot Allison's horn for a second because she doesn't always toot her own horn so great. She is fabulous about looking at things from that pulled back perspective. Like we get so in the weeds that we sometimes can't see it ourselves. And she's yeah. really great at being like, here is your zone of genius. And what if you just tweaked it like this to make yeah. it that different? And, yeah. and I will tell you, this is one thing I've learned is you only need to change 10% to create a new product. 
or no, new service, 10%. I love that. And so yeah. I love that Allison provides that platform and that, that support to allow people to mm-hmm. innovate. Because like I said earlier in our conversation, when you go through a crisis and we have collectively culturally gone through a yeah. crisis in the last two years, we are not the same people we were when we started two years ago, which is why we can't go back to the way things used to be. We have to yeah, go forward. Totally, and that's totally. what innovation does, right? Innovation is that forward momentum. Like we have momentum right now and in the coaching space too, we need to take advantage of that. And Allison provides such an amazing community to do that. Like definitely hop in and check it out for sure. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. So the, the link the link to that community is in the notes as well. So you'll hopefully you'll come over and join us there so we can continue this conversation. Pavla, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being my guest. Well, my pleasure, Allison. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me and let me letting me share with you. I've really enjoyed it. And I look forward to more conversations with yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So if anyone out there is listening, please make sure you connect and you're interested. Please make sure you connect with Pavla. She's got some really cool things going on. She's got her masterclass coming up. Um, there's just a lot of unique things I think you can learn from her. So please feel free to reach out to her. And again, come over and join me in the Innovating Grow Facebook group. And two, I do have a larger community on Facebook geared for fitness and self-care and health. It's called Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. You can come over and join me there as well. And before I go any further, I do want to do a quick plug for our sponsor. Um, you know, being hydrated. I mean, we talked about drinking water in our conversation. Being hydrated, obviously, not only is key for our ultimate health and wellness, but I mean, it literally helps keep us more productive and helps us keeping, helps helps us really feel our best. And the majority of people, if I'm being honest, are walking around out there dehydrated um, because people are so quick to reach for energy drinks and coffee and sodas and things that aren't really water. Um, and so I'm really fortunate to be able to partner with Bowie Hydration. Um, go over to their website and check out their products, justaddbuoy.com. What's unique about their product is, is that it comes in a very small, squeezable bottle that you can actually fit in your purse or, you know, your tote bag or your gym bag or whatever. And you can just throw a squirt in your water or your energy drink or whatever it is that you're drinking. Um, and it really allows your body not just to retain more water, but also to retain the really useful electrolytes. Um, that really keep our bodies and our metabolism functioning like it should. So please go over and check out um, their products. It's a really cool group of people that have started this concept. Um, And you can use our coupon code CUFITNESS40 and get 40% off of your initial purchase. Um, And you can just kind of see what they're all about. It's a really unique, amazing group of people. I'm really fortunate to be brand partners with them. So um, this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We are coming up on our third birthday this summer, and I just want to give a big shout out to all of you out there for all of your support um, and helping me share my message. We're heard all over the world in a multitude of countries, and I love getting messages from so many of you, um, you know, every week, every other week, whenever um, that you say, whatever you said today just really landed with me. I just want you to know that. So please always feel free that you can reach out to me if you have uh, something that you want to share um, as a result of listening to one of my episodes. Um, This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a difference.